Why aren't more people watching, listening, and reading your content? How do you get more people finding you and engaging with you so that it actually moves the needle in your business? That's what we're talking about today, right here, right now. It's On Air Brands Live. What is up, everybody? Eric, Josh, welcome to the On Air Brand Show. Coming fresh off a great episode of the Podmax podcast. You noticed. So, I, I did. I noticed. I happen to be paying attention today. Thank you. <laughs> uh, great stuff where you guys were talking about, uh, got into a little bit about researching when you're planning out your shows or planning out to be a guest on a show. And, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you guys want a little precursor uh, to today's conversation, make sure you're subscribed over to the PodMax podcast in your favorite podcasting uh, app, whether that's Pod. Uh, podcast on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify. I'm actually super curious where you guys listen to your podcast. So let us know about that because I, I actually saw recently, like, you know, everybody does these little shout out wherever your favorite podcast is, subscribe to us on Apple or Stitcher, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then when you look at the stats, it's like 95% are Apple, That's <laughs> are right. Apple podcasts. And, and then, you know, there's the, the petty Android Josh Carey. Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I love you, Josh. You know, I love hey, you. this is Google, by the way. See, you mess with me, you mess with Google. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Google, Google is going to play a role in our conversation today as we talk oh. about content strategy and making sure, you know, if you have a show, you're creating content, you're doing the heavy lifting already, right? You're like, you're, you're putting stuff out every week. You're putting out your expertise. You're doing your research, or maybe you're not, but uh, you're doing the heavy lifting that most people envy. And if you don't do the proper planning and strategy ahead of time, which is you know such, such a small amount of work compared to the actual content production, you're really leaving almost all of the money on the table because yeah, it's cool that you're putting out stuff and you're making content, but is it for content sake or should you be making your content to align with your business objectives, right? And that's that's something we talked about in episode one of season two here. So if you missed episode one about how to plan your business objectives around your content and your show, make sure you go back to onairbrands.com slash show uh, to check that out. And last week we talked about how do you really define your audience? How niche do you need to get? And what kind of things do you need to think about when you are defining your audience? And that was episode two that we did last week. And that's gonna be super important in today's conversation because what we're doing today is bridging the gap between where your ideal audience is right now and where you will ultimately take them. Mm. And now let's put together the content plan for us to be the Obi-Wan that is guiding you know, young Skywalker on the journey to becoming a Jedi. That's what we wanna be doing is we wanna be that guide, the, the person who's seen as the helpful resource for our ideal audience, right? And that's, that's what we wanna go through today. Is this in line with this past week? You know, we're all in pitch mode for, <laughs> for a very specific reason, because on February 26th, David Meltzer is back. He's, He's coming back. back, back street. No, not him. <laughs> He's um, 
Meltzer's um, <laughs> he's uh he's coming back for a second time as our keynote but specifically this time around to help us perfect the art of the pitch mm -hmm. in line with his new show two minute drill which is in uh cable networks amazon prime you could watch episodes on youtube it's fantastic it's really mind opening because the more you understand how to pitch yourself your business your product your service your brand and it has so many applications. Yes, you could think like a shark tank, like, oh, I got to pitch investors. I don't want that. I don't need that. No, no, no. There's so much more. It's how to sell your products, how to tell potential clients who you are and what you're doing. So this past week, we came up with a basically a two-minute written pitch. I sent it over to Todd and you responded with some really amazing questions. Uh, is that sort of in line with what we're talking about now? Yeah, that's ex that's exactly what we're talking about. And what you're talking about in terms of pitching is super important. And that comes when, and this, this is a mistake that I see a majority of content creators, entrepreneurs, marketers, salespeople making when they're communicating in general, is that you might have the right message, but you're putting it out to the person at the wrong time, mm. right? So if we come out, if we if we tell the punchline of a joke mm. before the setup, it's gonna fall flat, right? Great example. And, and so pitching our business, our product, ourselves, whatever it is, that does have to come, but it has to come at the right time in a person's journey, right? And the way mm. that we kind of align our show content or whatever content you're creating with the customer journey is to make sure we're putting out those right messages at the right time. And so when we look at business objectives and growing a show that's going to attract an audience that will ultimately be your raving fan customers, right? And that's putting aside using your guesting uh, ability and your platform for business development and relationship development, which go back to episode one to learn about that. But what we wanna do is recognize that, all right, from a business objective, and marketing stages and sales stages, right? A customer goes through a few different steps before they're ready to hear a pitch, right? They're gonna go through awareness, right? They're gonna go through engagement. They're gonna go through permission, which is a huge thing in today's world. I mean, Seth Godin came out with permission marketing, I don't know, however many years ago, but 20. it's all more important today, especially like with the Facebook iOS updates and all that kind of security privacy stuff, like getting the permission of your audience to, to communicate with them is, is more important now than ever. And then comes the ascension and moving someone from audience, fan, subscriber, follower. How do we get them now to take that next step and get more value from us and buy one of our products or services, right? And so what it is that we're pitching all depends on where someone's at in that stage, right? And when we plan our show content, we wanna make sure, okay, do we have content that's going to create awareness, right? Like, and this goes to the Google stuff. Like if we don't know our ideal customers and our ideal audience, then we don't know the topics that they're interested in and we don't know what to talk about to attract them. Hmm. And so when we're looking at creating content and creating episodes and creating videos that people will find that will get awareness for us, we need to know who is who is it that we're targeting and what kind of stuff are they thinking about right now? Of course, there's like, you can check out some some great tools for Google keyword research. What are they searching for, right? Stuff like Ubersuggest or answerthepublic.com are cool things. Uh, keywords everywhere is a super cheap tool where you plug in a phrase and it'll show you how many people are searching for those things and all relevant topics and things like that. 
That's a great way to create awareness content, content where the pure objective is, I want people to find this stuff so now they are aware of me. And then as you're creating your content, you want it to be engaging. You want it to be adding practical value. You want it to be timely and relevant for them at their stage so that they pay attention, so that they're engaging, so that they click on your link, so that they subscribe to your show and all that kind of good stuff, right? So there's content that's needed for getting people to find you, for getting people to become aware of you. Then you need to have your content that, all right, you got people on your list, you got people following you. Now you need content that's gonna engage and nurture them along so that you can build that know, like, and trust that we all know is so important and we're all striving towards. And that's really the power of a show that can really shorten the time frame for that to happen. And then we wanna move into a permission stage, which if you go to onairbrands.com slash show, you'll see a great example where we wanna add great value with our episodes here, which we are planning out so that we can get awareness and we are creating these shows so that they have practical value and that our, our audience is engaging with it. Now, if you wanna take that next step, you go to onairbrands.com slash show and you can sign up for the free, free guide so that you can launch and grow your show. And now we have permission to communicate with you on an ongoing basis, right? Mm. And while everyone loves, and we would all love for there to be a straight line of, you, you listened to our first episode, you clicked over to the website, you signed up for this free guide, and you filled out the contact form and said, how do I send you guys money? <laughs> but that's not really the straight journey that happens. And what's great about a show when you're consistently putting out engaging content is once someone subscribes, you have the perpetual top of mindedness and you can continue to be that guide like we talked about. You can be Obi-Wan and you can provide that education, the aha moments, the how-tos, the, the discoveries, all that stuff, so that someone becomes ready and pre-framed for the ultimate sales pitch of what it is that you're gonna make a difference, right? And that's where we wanna make sure we're saying all the right things at the right time. And so, Josh, my response to you when you said, what do you guys think of this two-minute pitch? Well. I mean, I read it and it's great, of course, you're brilliant. Everyone knows that, right? <laughs> and the, but how I'm going to grade this is based on who it's for and who's listening. Because if you told me I'm gonna go to the supermarket and I'm gonna say this to people online at the supermarket, those are complete strangers. They're not our ideal audience and they have nothing, you know, that's a dramatic example for the sake of emphasis. But then if you tell me this is someone that we, this is going to be the video that we send to people after they've been subscribed for three months, they've been to mm. two shows already, and they're ready to take mm. the next step into our advanced program. Mm. We're communicating very differently to those two different people. Or then, of course, the third thing where we're pitching investors on the show, right? Mm. So then you need to say something different. Or this is a message that we want to put out not to buy, but we're pitching come subscribe to the show. So we're going to say different things at different stages. And I think understanding what the objective of your content is, is this is is this message meant to get awareness for us? Is it meant to engage and nurture our existing audience? Is it meant to create permission and, and signups and e grow our email list so that we have a more direct connection? Or is it meant to ascend our existing audience to that next stage, right? So that they want, want to take that next step. And that's kind of where we look at everything uh, when we're deciding if a message is quote good or bad. Yeah. Can I throw in a, a real world scenario here that you and I both experienced the other day in Clubhouse? So I'm waiting for my <laughs> ding ding ding. That's the, that's the 12th time we mentioned it today. Yep. Um there was a there was a guy in the room, I think you were still there, Todd, where he asked, you know, I'm a, I'm a comedian. 
and I'm a preacher. Oh, no, I wasn't there. And this is okay. I'm and, interested and now. I, and I have a podcast. I'm, I'm interested now. If anybody's interested in comedians and preachers, right. you got the right ear over <laughs> right. here. Yeah. Go ahead. He's so, you got him. I did my best to give him advice. And yep. one of them was, you know, he's like, how do I how do I uh, communicate to my audience? I said, well, first, who is your audience? Who are you mm -hmm. talking to? Are you talking to fans of comedy? Are you talking to people in the pews? Who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. So, that, that I, you know, I, 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 uh, I channeled Todd in that moment, but <laughs> what would you say to him? What would be the advice to someone that says, Hey, I have a show. It's just starting. Uh, you know, how, how do I start to leverage my show to talk to my audience? My community? Well, one, I think this is, uh, I think it's great when people take these two different, totally different industries, niches and overlap them because this is his really putting his unique ability and unique positioning on it. Right. Like if, if that's what he's going to do, I think he, he should be able to really do a great job building an audience. And so recognizing like, okay, well, if you're just coming from the comedy world, there's all different types of comedy. Most of which, when I think of it, that it is going to be maybe a little out of bounds for the religious group, right? Mm -hmm. And there's definitely topics. I mean, look, you know, we look at Seinfeld as the the god of comedy that we all know and love, right? And Please. his his, obser his observational humor around everyday life is relatively generic to everyday life. Now, if you were to overlap, like the topics and observational humor around things that the that his congregation is is experiencing and then tying in the comedy to it, mm. I think is a great hook into those things, right? Because then that's going to be relevant and timely for the people he's talking to, but also being fun, engaging, making them laugh. Like when you can create emotion with, with your content, like that's, you know, that's the ultimate goal that's going to get people inspired and influenced to take the next step. So I think hooking those two things in is great, right? What yeah. he should make sure he's not doing is the two doing them, separately right right like okay i'm gonna tell some jokes about i was at the supermarket last night and i'm gonna tell a joke about it and now let me preach a little bit right making sure that those things are aligned and recognizing i mean i, I say this to everyone and i'm almost never talking about in a religious context is that you want to uh attract and congregate people based on what they're interested in you don't necessarily want to waste your time trying to convince the unconvincible. Right. Mm -hmm. And so also recognizing that, like, unless that's his mission to blow up and be huge and, and, and get people switching from the other side, which I doubt it is just focus and be comfortable on who it is that you're targeting and what you're talking about. Right. There was also another interesting point you brought up in that reply with, Hey, how's this pitch read? Um, one of the things was sort of like step one, you said, if we're dealing with, let's say, a cold audience, right. are these people with, and, and, and I know you're going to be much better to extract all this, <laughs> are these people who don't even know they have a problem, which is fascinating, or are these people who know they have a problem, but don't know that a solution exists or what the solution is or that you exist as the solution. Mm. I mean, there's a lot yeah. there. What, what, what's all going on there? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, you know, I'll always reference back to Eugene Schwartz's breakthrough advertising book, which is just like, it's heavy, but it's gold of how to understand communication in terms of advertising. And, and I layer that into just how to create content now. Right. Mm -hmm. And what you're referencing is the states of awareness. And so there's a few different states. And the first one is, 
I, I call it status quo, but it's also called completely unaware. So let's say you're a business like, and speaking specifically for our brands here with on air brands and Podmax is that we want to target entrepreneurs, leaders, executives that are trying to grow their business. Now, if, if you're status quo, you might not realize that you need to be doing more things to grow. You've just become comfortable and complacent. Like this is the world I live in. It is what it is, right? I like make, I make ends meet. Everything's right. happy. Go like right. Like, you know, that's status quo. They're complacent. So typically that's not where you ever want to target someone because they have no intrinsic motivation to take any kind of action. Right. So we typically like uh, until we com completely build out systems for getting actual good audience, then w why are we going to try to get those people that aren't aren't really motivated themselves? Right. So then the next state is being problem aware or desire aware. So these are people who recognize, shoot, we have a problem that we're trying to grow the business, but we're not getting enough customers in the door. We're not getting enough clients. And I think, you know, we have no awareness in the marketplace. Like we've got, we've got sales guys knocking on doors and cold calling, you know, we're doing some billboards or generic advertising, but why isn't anyone actually finding us and engaging with us? Right. So now they, they know the problem. So when they're problem aware, we speak to the problem aware, because even mm -hmm. if that's their, if that's in their mind right now, that's their thought process. And then we come to them and say, you already know that podcast guesting is going to help your business. Well, no, they don't know that yet. Right? Like they only know that they have a problem mm -hmm. or on the, on the other side of the coin, they know they have the desire of, I want to grow the brand. I want to get more customers. We want more people to know about us. Right? That's that state. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And if we come to those people and we say, come join Podmax because you're going to be a pod, you're going to be a, a guest on three podcasts. We're going to show you how to be a great podcast guest, et cetera, et cetera. Those people don't know or care about being a podcast guest yet. They know they have a problem, but there's no connection for them. To the solution. Exactly. And so they transition. Once you have the problem or this desired outcome, now you're going to start thinking, okay, how do I solve this? Right. And that's when they discover different solutions. And if the problem is not enough awareness of their brand, not enough leads coming in consistently, you know, all, all, all those kind of things, then they're going to discover, oh, well, maybe it's SEO. Maybe it's radio I heard is cheap these days. Should we do radio commercials? Maybe it's, oh, well, the, a lot of virtual events are cheap to, to sponsor now. Is that where we go? Do we need a new website? Do we need uh, Facebook ads, right? Do, do we need our own podcast? Do we need to be a guest on podcast? So now they're discovering all these different solutions to the problem or outcome mm -hmm. that they're trying to achieve, right? So that's where you connect the solution into the next step of the branded solution, which would be PodMax being the solution, right? So when someone, when we're speaking to someone who's problem or desire aware, we want to lead with that. So whether that means that's going to be your email subject line, your episode title and main topic, um, but you want to start off with the problem or desire. So look, is your business growing slowly, but you really feel complacent and you're ready to break through to the next level so that more people are finding you, engaging with you, signing up for your email list and ultimately buying from you on a daily basis? Well, the problem is that you're not really existing online because if you don't publish anything online, you don't exist. The easiest and best way to start getting your name and brand out online is by adding value through people who have an existing audience. And those people are typically podcast hosts. So the best way for you to start solving your problem of lack of awareness, lack of leads, lack of new customers coming consistently 
is to start getting on other podcasts so you can reach an audience that already knows, likes, and trusts that host. And you can borrow that know, like, and trust and start to get engagement in existing audiences. And that can be a huge pain because that comes with, with its own set of problems of, okay, now you got to research shows. You got to do all this cold pitching to show hosts. What shows should I bother getting on? How do I do this thing? You know, all of that is true if you go the old traditional route. But that is exactly why we made PodMax. Because in at PodMax, we have one day where you get on three shows, three great business shows that are relevant to your business and who you want to reach will help you craft your story beforehand so that you can really nail your message and the people who hear you will really want to pay attention and start to follow you. And you do that all in one day. It's super efficient. You get to be part of a, a great community of people with super high energy, other growth-minded entrepreneurs just like you. And it really builds your network in addition to getting you on those shows. So not just the day of, but even afterwards, you're going to have all these new connections in a whole new world that's going to open up all the opportunities that you've been looking for for your business to grow. And that's why we created PodMax. So if you're interested in PodMax on, what's the date, Josh? February 26th. Then head over to podmax.co and sign up so that you can join us and start growing your business. All right. So that's where we're taking someone who's problem aware and mm. desire aware. We're leading with that as all of the reasons they should go with it. Right. Then we can have a whole different kind of customer journey and different content around people who are aware that pod that podcasting and podcast guesting is what they want to do. They've already, you know, they've they've tried and been burnt by a Facebook ad agency. They tried SEO and, you know, that takes 27 years to figure out and Google changes every three months anyway. So it's an impossible hamster wheel. Like what's the real best way? Like we've already tried these other things. Podcasting looks like a great way for us to help grow the business. And it's something we can control and commit to. Let's do that. So now we talk to those people and say, look, You've already tried all those other digital marketing tactics. You, you, you know, you're done uh, buying ads in print. You know that podcasting and being a guest on podcasts is the best way today to get your brand out there, to start building your own audience, and to start building your business online. That's why we have PodMax, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So now we're leading into people who are interested in podcasting or being a podcast guest, and we're meeting them where what they're thinking about today. Does that make sense? Wow. It makes. Yeah, right. It makes absolute yeah. sense. Can we, before it gets too yeah. far, can we take Scott's- uh, 100%. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get to that. So we go got ahead, a good I'm... question here from Scott Ignoli. He asks here, and I'll read it out loud for the Scott's podcast. got a great Audience. show too, and I was his guest this week. So you guys- Ah, look at that. So Scott, <laughs> you got the man here who's going to answer your question. So diverse audiences require different messages. Is there a case like a student, teacher, parent, where you want to sell a product to the student, but also mm. want to sell to the teacher and the parent? Mm. Does the message change? Or is the same message for all three? Is yep. he asking because there's a middleman decision maker to the end target? Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, his question and to give some context, because I know Scott's business, he helps uh, young uh, high school seniors and college students with getting into their college and choosing their career paths and stuff like that. So ultimately, you're probably selling to the parents, right? Mm -hmm but you got to get the student interested and engaged. And I mean, you know, unfortunately the answer is yes, you need content for both of those people and you need to attract them based on what they're interested in. Right. And, and even though 
it's all one in the same. It's almost like an enterprise sale, right? Like when you're selling to businesses and and the the committees, you know, you have to make sure that you have a champion inside the organization and you're feeding them with what they need to sell internally. Like whether you are, whether you're attracting as your primary audience, the student, and that's probably the better bet is the student could probably easily convince their parents to spend a few bucks to help them get, get into the right college or start their career off. I imagine most parents would be willing to do that as opposed to yeah. attracting a group of parents and saying, go convince your 18 year old kid <laughs> to go to college right. and to get a job and to make something of themselves. It's time, you Josh. Um, so I, you know, I would say I would look at, um, I would look at, uh, I would look at the students in this case and, and really pitch to like, what problems are they exper- are they experiencing? What are the outcomes they're interested in? And, and really attract them and have them go to their parents and then have some content for the parents, of course. But I think in that particular situation, giving specific advice here, that's, that's the way that I would go. Very, very fascinating. So with this pitch, Yes or no. So I created, uh, can we hear it? I'm putting you on the spot. I know you didn't have, you know, you, I know you like to memorize for three weeks before you do something, but can, <laughs> can we hear it? No, because it's, it, it's, it's <laughs> because it's literally not memorized. And it's so funny you say that because, um, after this recording, I'm going to, I'm going to make a video where I incorporate that mm. into, you know, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not making the video to, to, to do the pitch, but I'm going to incorporate a couple of paragraphs mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to memorize the couple of paragraphs because that'll just take a little bit longer and take up brain cells that I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to yeah. um, utilize right now. You have very few. You don't want to waste them on something. <laughs> None, <necessary. of> <laughs> None. So I'm actually going to be reading the the uh, first paragraph or two of the pitch as part of my video. So no, I I, I don't know it. I, I I can't give it to you. I can't give you what I don't have. Um, but my uh, my question is: so I have this minute and forty five pitch or so inside yep. of two minutes uh, to to please uh, David's. Uh, parameter of two minute drill. Yep. Um, so under your guidelines, let's say this minute 45, you came back and you said, Hey, who are we talking to? Is it appropriate that that 80 or 90% chunk is universal? Yeah. But, but like in your example, you opened right, with correct. two different. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. You could definitely do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely do that. But the, the key is if you start off on the wrong foot, then people will just br- brush by it, right? Like they're going to tune out if they're not, if if they think this doesn't solve a problem I have, it doesn't help me achieve an outcome that I'm trying to achieve, then they're going to tune out for that middle chunk of, you know, the 80% of, of what you're talking about, right? So you have to start so, right. Right. You you have to start right and, and meet them where they're at. And in the case of Meltzer and the two minute drill, we're really pitching, uh, you know, we're talking about pitching an investor Correct. who's... The investor's problem is not getting oh, no. new customers, yeah. getting new. It's about return on their investment. And so, we'll, you know, I mean, we, for, from a PodMax perspective, have a great position. Your episode today talked about Clubhouse and Mark Cuban's new thing, Fireside Chat or Fire Chat, whatever it's called, um, that's going to be coming out. And when you pitch an investor, you want to talk about opportunity. And so we do know a couple things about David where it's not necessarily about the return on his money, although I'm sure he doesn't want to lose money. You know, David's mission is to Im- impact, uh, make a billion people happier, I think, right? Or something around a Happy. billion people. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so knowing that, 
is where we can lead in for him specifically. And this goes to knowing your audience, right? Like when you know your audience, whether it's an audience of one or a thousand is okay. Their mission is to make a thousand, a a thousand, a billion people happy. Well, that's going to take a lot of messengers to do that. And it's going to take a lot of great content to do that. Right? Like, you can't just go knock on the door Jehovah Witness style and and give them three minutes and hope, you know, I mean, maybe our preacher comedian can can have that kind of impact <laughs> that quickly. But um, really, you know, All you that. need to have exactly. an army of people out there spreading a, me- a, a message of positivity and, and high energy vibes to make a billion people happy. And so that's where, you know, if we know that about him, mm. that's where we can lead with oh. his primary interest, right? Mm. And so that's where we say, if you're trying to make a billion people happy, boom, that's the hook, right? That's wow. his That's his desired outcome. Now he's listening. Now he's, now like, he's like, well, yes. I'm really paying attention to this, yeah. right? Wow. And, then, and then you can say, it's going to take a lot of messengers and a lot of people putting out positive messages. That's why PodMax is such a great opportunity to scale, to help reach a billion people mm-hmm. because we have built a community so far, it's it's a humble size of 50 to 100 people, but they're all reaching 50 to 100 people each. And when we multiply that, and as we grow the community, we will reach a billion people, and we can do that faster and more effectively with an investment from you. So do you want to come on board with us and make a billion people happy? Right? Like, that's yeah. where you can start and end yeah. with their problem or desired outcome. And in the middle, you tell them how you're doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's that's a an episode in and of itself right there. Yeah, for how, sure. how to do the pitch, right? Yeah. That that's an interesting topic. If you are interested in that, you know, hit us up in the comments, DM us. Uh, you know, make sure we we hear your voice because uh, since we're we put the call to action out there for those of you who are interested in potentially getting on our stage and pitching mm-hmm. David Meltzer. Yep. Um, you know, we require a one to two minute. You know, obviously under two minutes because it is a two minute drill show. To the but second. Yeah, to pitch, to pitch your your stuff and 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 potentially get some investors involved with you and your mission. So if you watch the show, which I did, um, you could very clearly see the individuals that that have prepared. Oh yeah. Or underprepared or overprepared, but the ones that nailed it usually the ones that win. But there's a very clear formula as to how to do it, and if you do that right. One of the simple things is look into the camera. <laughs> look into the camera. Don't read. One of the tips that I wanted to give uh, to the audience with anything going on in the Zoom world, StreamYard world these days is uh, I, I I don't have paragraphs, Josh. I have bullet points of my paragraph. So first, yes, paragraph. Yeah. But then I pull out the important highlights of the paragraph and just boom, these are my six bullet points. And I just see it as a reminder. And then I riff. Going back to our theme of riffing, which we do, is that just bullet points, bullet points, bullet points instead of having a teleprompter or you can get a teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's cool. And and I think that, you know, I've we've we've riffed on this before, but that's the power of social media is that you can put out content on a regular basis. So take those, you know, take your actually let's start off first, because what I want to talk about is, okay, you have your show, you have your audience, you have your business objectives, you know what you're trying to do. Now, what is it that you're going to talk about? And you you really want to have kind of topic pillars. And the way I look at this is like, what do you want to be known for in your, you know, in your audience, right? And make sure that you're consistent about those things. So 
you know, we're all uh, shout out to the biz bros and their 45 live uh, thing going on right now, which I'm a part of as basically an accountability group. So you want to go the, the thing is going live every day for 45 days. And I'm using it like to just be consistent with myself to put stuff out. The problem that I'm having with myself is that I often end up at 8 30 PM and I'm like, Oh crap, I didn't go live yet today. Mm. Let me, uh, what should I talk about? Think about something off the top of my head that, that might be interesting. And, and you know, I, I do usually about two minutes. So I'll riff on the topic for two minutes, but it's not intentional. There's no topic planned around this, right? Like I'm just kind of grabbing out of my hat because I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And we never want you to be in that position when it comes mm -hmm. to actual show content or your main, you know, your main content production, whether that's blog, video, podcasts, even if it's social, right? So think about the topics that you want to be known for. And then at the very basic, a list of things, th this will be a list of things you can do and, and re-listen to this and take notes because the first thing is, okay, this is the topic that I want to be known for. What are the most frequent questions that I get from people about this topic, right? And when I started, I, I used to be in the you know morning breakfast meetings all the time. And so I, I would just take whatever people asked me in those meetings those became topics that I would create content for, right? So what do you want to be known for? What are the questions people ask you most around that topic? That's easy off the bat. And if it and to even fit into your schedule, next time someone asks you that in an email or in a social media post or in a text message, instead of replying just to them, this is the power of having content as assets. If I reply to an email to someone, hmm. they get it. They got value. Great. That's one-to-one. -one. Hmm. But if I take that question... And then I go and create a blog post, a video, or make that the topic of our next episode. Mm. Well, now all of a sudden, I took that what used to be one-to-one. -one, now I have this asset that we're reaching you know, a, a ton of people mm. live here in our subscription feed. And going forward, as we do the research to optimize our content, more people will continuously find this stuff in YouTube search, on Google search, through, you know, we run Facebook ads for our content, right? Like, People will continuously see this stuff and the content when you're answering questions changes the value that you put out to the world from one to one to one to so many people. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing is frequently asked questions and just do it in real time. Someone sends you an email and even if you want to reply back to them to get your, that, that can be your bullet points. Like that's how you brain dump your thoughts out. Now you've articulated it. Now you can go live, create your video, do whatever um, from that perspective. Then the other stuff that's very common regardless of topic is like, what are the common mistakes? What are the common misconceptions? You know, what are uh, popular tools that make it easier? You know, what are, um, you know, how can people identify bogus information or bogus gurus in the space that are trying to sell stuff, right? Um, you know, th those are very easy topics. So everything you wanna be known for do 10 frequently asked questions, talk about the common mistakes, and you could even do one piece of content that rattles them off and then do one piece of content for each mistake, right? Same thing with misconceptions. A misconception people have about having a show for their business is that it's gonna take a ton of time for them to do it, right? And there, that doesn't have to be true because you could very easily launch a show for your business in not very much time. Uh, you know, it could be as simple as an hour a week, an hour and a half a week, or you could batch it and do it different ways. Like uh, we can bust the, the misconception of having a show for your business means it's going to take a lot of time and energy from you and your team. So that's a, that's that by believing in that misconception, you're limiting your business from growing, from impacting thousands, tens of thousands for Meltzer, a billion people, right? 
But when we bust that misconception, now all of a sudden they're like, wow, wait, I could do this in an hour a week and I can start to build an audience and I can start to have this kind of these content assets. An hour a week is doable. And once you bust that misconception, you can take them along the journey to the next step, right? And I think that's a huge thing. A lot of people, when they when they hear the term education-based content, which is something that I really believe in, they think of how-to information and tutorials. But the truth is that people don't necessarily have to be educated on how to do something. Educating them on misconceptions and mistakes to avoid and the proper way to do things, to think about things, to set buying criteria or decision-making criteria, there's infinitely more value in aha moments than there is in how-to information. Hmm. Yeah, all good stuff, brother. All good stuff. And I'm sure everyone's eating it up <laughs> as uh, you know, you 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 deliver it. Uh, so what 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 can we expect here? What's what's a call to action for those who are listening and watching? Yeah. So one, you know, head over to onairbrands.com slash show, get the free guide and we'll, you know, you'll have the, basically the notes and action, action items from the episode here. Cause we're, we're going to be putting together our first four or five episodes of this season to be the guide for you to launch and grow your show going through all this stuff for sure. Um, but if you want to take action today, what I ask of you is pick one topic that you want to be known for, write down the five most common questions you get about that and, and create a piece of content for each one of those and, uh, and post that whatever you're comfortable with getting started, whether that's writing out a post for Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, or if you like to do video, I would encourage video cause you get way more assets out of it, but just do that. Pick the topic you want to be known for, throw it in Uber suggest and just Google Uber suggest. You'll find the tool. And that'll tell you how many people are searching for different things. That way, the topic you pick actually gets searched for. Because the worst thing you want to do is create 100 pieces of content for things zero people are searching for. Because that's not going to help you reach anyone. So make sure there's some search uh, volume behind the topics. And then start creating content. And I'd love to see what you guys are doing. So when you post it, tag us on it. Tag the Honor Brands page. Uh, tag me at Growth Suite. I'd love to see it and see what you guys are working on. Um, and then based on... What kind of questions you have, let us know, and we will fill that into our future episodes because that's our content strategy is to serve and add value to the audience based on your questions and your needs so that we can help you grow and launch a show. And ultimately, if you need help doing that, we'd love for you to work with us at On Air Brands and to get into PodMax and create content there. You know, But for now, like pick your topic. Pick, you have your audience nailed. You have your business objectives nailed. Now it's time to pick your topic and start listing out uh, you know, what you're going to talk about. A quick takeaway that I wanted to add that I've learned from from the show today, Todd, and thank you, is um, the frequently asked questions. So I often get approached, whether it's, you know, let's do a, a Zoom call or a phone call mm -hmm. where people want to ask multiple things, you know, how to run yeah. virtual events or how do I launch a podcast or how can I launch a podcast for my business? And I'll take these calls, you know, and, and Josh sees that in my Calendly, you know, I have very specific 15 minute chunks because I don't know how long, you know, you're getting free advice here. Uh, you know, I'm not charging for it. So let's let's try to make it quick. I should probably start recording oh, those. Uh, definitely. Because that is a ton of content. I'm helping someone. They're asking questions. And then I can start to post or chop it up and put it out there because I'm, I'm, I'm physically and virtually 
helping someone and there's probably a ton of people with the same questions, uh, but they don't reach out. So yeah, for good, sure. Good advice, man. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, I love yeah, it. Take it to the next level. I love it. Uh, yeah. So folks, uh, Todd is bringing the knowledge and uh, drop in mics and knowledge bombs as <laughs> another shout out to our biz bros. But yeah, uh, what else uh, do we want to call people to? We got our event coming up, right, Josh? Uh, February yep. 26th. David Meltzer's in the room from Sports One Media. And we got Amanda Holmes, which we haven't made an official announce. We did a soft announce. But yeah, Amanda Holmes is the CEO of Chet Holmes International. And for those of you who know what that is, it is the Red Bible. Chet Holmes, her, her father, wrote the Red Bible called The Ultimate Sales Machine. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend you go out, grab the Audible, do whatever you got to do, absorb it, and then come to PodMax February 26th to hear her on our stage talking about all things Chet Holmes International and growing and helping businesses, not just on the sales side, but we're going to get to do to know a little bit about Amanda and how she transformed herself from a singer songwriter to becoming the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. Mm. So yeah, we are really excited about her and we're excited about the pitch Podmax pitch hashtag Podmax pitch to <laughs> get on to the potential to get on to two minute drill the Meltzer show. So there's yeah, a lot to unpack sure. there. Yeah, a lot going on, guys. But um, for everything that you need, go to onairbrands.com slash show. And also, I got to plug you guys. Make sure you guys are also subscribed to the PodMax podcast in your favorite player, which for 90% of you, I'm assuming, is going to be Apple. But let us know because I'm curious. Um, check out the PodMax podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to this show because we've already hit the first three steps when you're growing and when you're launching and growing a show. And we're going to continue that in the next few episodes and put together a massive guide for you that's going to be an amazing resource at onairbrands.com slash show so that you have every everything you need to get started with launching and growing your show. But until next time, I will catch you on the next episode. You are now tuned in to the Unair Brand.